Handle on the News. Handle on the News! Bill Handel. Gives us great hope that now there will be more equal access to the opportunities and resources of Mexico. And now, here's Bill Handel. And uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, as we begin July, July 2. And, uh, oh, what a weekend it's been. Usually we come here, eh, you know, weekends are always uh, difficult. There's no news. Well, between LeBron James now coming to uh, Southern California, the L.A. Lakers, the Canada tariffs kick in, and a uh, new president in Mexico. Uh, and I'll talk uh, more about that. It's a socialist. And where is Mexico going, to, Mexico going to go? That's a lot of fun. All right, a quick hello to uh, Jennifer Jones-Lee. Good morning. Good morning, Handel. Uh, Wayne Resnick is back. Yay! Good morning. Richmond. Back. Vir- Richmond. Uh, so uh, where family lives. So tell me, Wayne, how many, con- how many Confederate monuments were you able to save? To save? Yes. Oh, none. They're tearing them down like hotcakes. Well, you went down there to... misuse to... a phrase. Yes. <clears throat> I went down there what? To save the monuments. <laughs> okay, I'll go along with it. Yes. I went there to save the Confederate monuments, but I failed utterly. Yes, you did. <laughs> Way uh, to go, Wayne. Really, about on every corner. It's Remember when they pulled down Saddam's statue? That's right. what it looks like on every corner in Richmond now. I mean, they're, get, just... they're getting rid of... This is true. They're getting rid of all the monuments, and they're putting in Whole Foods and Wegmans everywhere. <laughs> and that's what Richmond is now. These parks are no longer parks. No. They're, no. But there are monuments on every corner almost, aren't there? Uh, yeah, especially through the downtown. They have a street called Monument Avenue. Let's just say they named it appropriately. Oh, good. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. All right. Uh, and uh, there's Alex. Good morning. And uh, John. Good morning over there. John with his eyeballs. Both working. Mm. Half a ding. Half a ding for that. Half a, yes. That's true. That's worth half a ding. And if I mention one eyeball, that's a quarter of a ding. Right? Or, yes. <laughs> okay. Much, much to talk about. Oh, Petros is coming here uh, a little bit later on. Uh, the insane, uh, the wonderful Petros. Now, you have to give him a hard time because I just chatted with him. But he was delayed by a minute or so because he had to go put down his yoga mat and save his spot before he could come on with me. And he's going to be wrapping up his yoga class as he comes on with you. Yoga at 6 o'clock in the morning. Yes. Good for him. So so Mr. Papadakis is uh, up and running. Yeah. one thing about Petros, a lot of people don't know this. I know he was an athlete, mm-hmm. uh, and he blew his foot out uh, when he was at SC. Uh, he would have been one of the premier football players in this country. He was that good. Wow. He absolutely I knew was, he played. I didn't know he, he was, was that amazing. When he was uh, high school, high school senior, he was offered a football scholarship by virtually every single major university in the United States. No kidding? Yeah, well, yeah he was that good. Wow. Oh, he was. I think he was the number one uh, football player in the country. I mean, he uh, it's he was scary good. So instead, he ended up with us. Go he figure, right? Radio. Yeah, <laughs> blew his foot out. Okay, guys, uh, he played the last few games with a broken foot, and still did okay. Well, I mean, he obviously couldn't go into pro ball, which was a shame. All right, guys, you ready to do it? Let's do it. It's. Uh, handle on the news and there's jennifer uh jones lee and uh wayne who is back from uh the monument saving trip which didn't work for him and uh, me lead story 
Last name ever. First name greatest. LeBron back in, uh, well, he's in L.A. Uh, with a $154 million contract with the Lakers. I did not know it was that big a deal. Uh, I knew it was a big deal. I mean, don't misunderstand me. Uh, you know, $154 million contract over four years. I mean, that is astounding, which I'm assuming is uh, this is the biggest contract in pro ball uh, in the United States. Although when you go overseas with these uh, high-end world-class uh, soccer players, they're in the $80 million a year range. But then again, they have one or two viewers, uh, don't they? <laughs> like in the billions uh, that uh, are watching. So anyway, we're going to talk more about this because there's such financial impact. Outside of the fact that do the Lakers become, and I have to ask this to Petros, do they become instant contenders for the championship because of LeBron? Everybody's shaking their heads. No. I don't think so. Nope. Well, let's do sports talk. <laughs> No, because I mean, just because he's awesome, he's not the secret sauce. Yeah. The Lakers have a lot of work to do to get that team anywhere close to but being does, a contender. But does he become instantly monetizable? In other words, for sure. He, oh yeah. I mean, that minute, oh, yeah. minute one, he, there is no issue as he was worth, uh, even outside of his ability to play, he was worth his. Forty million dollar contract. I assume they're already forty million per they're year. They're already uh, silk screening the T-shirts that have it'll say in big letters L A Braun. Yes. Yep. Oh, of right. Course. That yep. makes sense. That's and if they're not, hashtag. yep. There's a, there you go. Yeah, there's, that's the hashtag that's trending. And uh, all right, I mean, people were gathered in droves at Staples Center last night just to celebrate. Like he's going to bring a ton of money. That's for sure. And then there's this story. Viva Mexico! Viva Mexico! A left-wing politician vowing to help the poor and fight corruption is one uh, Mexico's presidential election. I'm low. He's, a, he's, a, he's an out-and-out socialist. It's for the poor. He's going to do Venezuela is what he's going to do. There's no question. He's going to be Maduro. And I've got a lot to say about this. And he has promised to fight crime. He has promised to put down the gangs, the narco-traficantes. How long does he live? Uh, no, he'll live because he's a president. I mean, the security is completely insane around him. He's a, but there's only one way to do it. And history actually shows us how it worked when it was done correctly. And that is at 720. Good tease. No, but it's uh, it's true. It's not it, When I do these teases, I'm not, I'm not blowing smoke here. Ooh, maybe that's the way to do it, blowing a lot of smoke. Uh, no, that's much like beekeeping. No, there actually is a bit of history here that I'm going to share with you. And that's uh, AMLO, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, known as AMLO. Well, we have some insight into a motive for the stabbing at the children's birthday party at an apartment complex in Idaho. This is astounding. Yeah, the guy's name, Timmy Kinner. And apparently he was mad because he had been kicked out of the apartment complex. So he came back and attacked a three-year-old's birthday party, stabbed nine people, six of them children. Yeah. Went after kids, little yep. ones, as young as three. I mean, just insanity. And what, four of them are in uh, life-threatening injuries? Yes. So, I mean, what are the chances of uh, all four of them surviving when you have life-threatening injuries? I think one of the children, fortunately, at least one is going to die. And uh, it is just, it's its insane. Boise is absolutely stunned. They've never had anything like this. It's a very safe town, Boise. 
And so it's just, uh, it's, yeah, it is crazy. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll just really start. This is KFI. There's Jennifer Handle here and uh, the morning crew, the beginning of July. And uh, let's uh, more, more handle on the news. Uh, Jennifer Jones Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. And Canada's playing ball now. It started collecting the tariffs it imposed in retaliation for America's new metal tariffs. Oh, yeah. There's a full blown trade war going on. And at 730, uh, we'll do more of that because there are a lot of pieces, all of them being taxed, by the way, that uh, we have to talk about today. Yeah, and the prime minister even asked Canadians to think carefully about whether to buy American products. Yeah, that's that's true. I didn't even think about that. Not only do we have tariffs, uh, it could be that uh, Canadians is a matter of uh, national pride. Yeah. Simply say no American products will stay with, instead of American cheese, Canadian cheese. Which, by the way, happens to be... American cheese. They just call it Canadian cheese. I was going to say, I don't think I've ever had, a, you know, like ham and Canadian cheese sandwich. You go to Canada and it's uh, it's exactly the same. Kraft cheese slices, uh, American cheese says Kraft cheese slices, Canadian cheese. No Canadian bacon there either. Doesn't exist. Back bacon. Same stuff. It's going to be one of those days. Right? And when I went to school there, it was... Uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken of Canada Limited. Different chickens. National uh, Canadian chickens. Okay. Let's, let's, well, let's move on. Oh, I picked a good day to come back. <sighs> yes, you I guess. did. Welcome back, Wayne. Well, the situation is not going to get better anytime soon because President Trump said yesterday that he is not going to sign any new NAFTA deal until after the midterm elections. From the he said because he's not happy with it. Fair enough. But why Why is the midterm, does he think that right after the midterms he'll be happy with something? He I thinks think... that midterms will bring some kind of change that will make Mexico and Canada play ball No, but I think in liking? terms of uh, the United States, uh, once he gets his, as he perceives it, uh, many, many more uh, House people and senators and uh, his... Uh, the the balance of uh, Congress will increase in his favor. Republicans, he thinks Republicans are going to be sweeping in in a major way. Democrats thinking that think that they may take the House. Uh, who knows? Anyway, I think uh, it's a simple question of American support. It's the way I take it. Incidentally, I have real mixed feelings about this uh, trade war business. He's the only one that has the guts to or had the guts to stand up and tell China that's enough. We're done. Uh, we won't take this crap anymore. And with Canada saying we don't, you know, your uh, the uh, tariffs on uh, dairy products, we're done. We're done. If we're if if you're really into free trade, that's what we're talking about is free trade. There's it's not free trade with a bunch of tariffs. There's nothing free about it. So don't call it free trade when it's not. But how do you pursue free trade by using the tools of protectionism, which is what he's doing? He's fighting a war for free trade by using protectionist yeah, weapons. because he's going to tariff them into submission. 
But then that just goes because there's no. How else do you do it? Tit for tat. Yeah, but until how? how it's, it's five million percent tariffs on right, every single item, right. and that forces the, the other countries to sit down. What do you do? Do you keep on going with calling it free trade? It's a contradiction in terms where you don't do it. We ratchet up the tariffs and then we right. wait to see which country yes, hurts more exactly and gives right. in. Yeah, free trade with us is a contradiction in terms, like a cherry tart. It's uh, on its face. It's just a contradiction. What is happening this morning? Was he like this last week? No. Oh, I think it's yeah, you. yes. On Friday, well, you, Friday, were, you actually. were complaining. Yes. Friday, Friday, he was kind of in rare right. form. It's like a mailbox. It's total contradictory. All right, let's just move on. It took me a second. Uh, it okay, only took so, me half a second because I've right. known him so long. Susan Collins, the senator, she's now saying who she would not rep- uh, support for a Supreme Court nominee. Oh, sweet Susanna. Uh, yeah, she is very pro-abortion rights for sure and is a Republican, uh, so that becomes very important. However... If it gets to be 50-50, right now it's 49-51. So let's say she switches over in terms of uh, this nomination. It becomes 50-50. The conservatives still win on that one because you have Mike Pence who breaks the tie. And uh, my guess is just a wild guess that Pence is probably going to vote in favor of pro-life. I don't know, just a guess. All right, one more, and then we'll take a break. Well, uh, uh, see, this has to do... I'm getting tired of the media playing these games. The headline, President Trump claims he never pushed White House... uh, I'm sorry, House GOP to pass the immigration bill, despite tweeting otherwise. Ooh, we caught him in a hypocrisy. Another Yeah. But when you read the story, their use of words is very careful. He did... It is true that he tweeted uh, Wednesday... House Republicans should pass the strong but fair immigration bill, blah, blah, blah. Then in the story, when they're trying to show what a big hypocrite he supposedly is, they say, well, now the president claims he never pressured yeah, I know. House Republicans. It's the media. Can, t- so can you tweet, hey, I think word. you should do it, and does that mean you're pressuring them? I just, it's crazy. And, it's, and there were two, uh, what, two proposals uh, conservative profo- uh, proposals, good latte one, good latte two, which, by the way, I'm right now drinking good latte one. And my second cup do is... We, do we even bother on this one, Jen? I don't know. I think we just Because I, I think he knows. He's very I, I think he knows himself. what he did there. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, why don't we take a break? <laughs> hey, it's... it's. What can I tell you? It, we're celebrating Friday on a Monday. Is that okay? I think you're celebrating Friday on Friday, though. All right, so we'll celebrate Friday tomorrow, too. Celebrate LeBron. Uh, We will. There's going to be a lot of celebration. We'll be back with uh, more Handle on the News after Jennifer Jones Lee on the News. All right, KFI Handle here, and uh, good morning. On the beginning, at the beginning of July, July 2, and uh, Wayne Resnick is back. Uh, the big stories that we're covering, oh, so huge. LeBron James back to, or to L.A. Uh, with the Lakers and uh, $1.54 billion contract. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed the decimal <laughs> point, but not by much. That's for sure. Uh, Canada tariffs going into, um, 
into place. And then uh, AMLO wins uh, in the Mexican presidency. Also, uh, we have a board up here that I always put uh, what's coming up next that are just to keep me uh, sort of organized because if I don't read it, I don't know what we're going to talk about. If I don't read my name up there, I don't know who I am. Anyway, what Wayne does is he fills it out. And he talks about coming up next, 7 a.m., a.m., a.m. 570s, Petros will be on, talk about LeBron James coming to the, and instead of the Lakers, he wrote, coming to the Latkes. Oh, the Latkes. Yes, where the L looks like a T. Now, I'm assuming that was inadvertent, right, Wayne? No, that was for you. Oh. That was a fun little thing for you oh, to so discover. Oh, so that was done on purpose. Yes. Oh, it would be make much more fun if it was done as... Not on purpose. Right. Fun for you because then you can make fun of me for being dumb. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Let's do it. More handle on the news. To you, I say, how dare you? Dare you to Maxine Waters, last latest one to get into a pissing match with uh, the president. And this is uh, regarding the immigration. uh, Well, actually, the rally. That was huge on Saturday, wasn't it? Yeah. Although it wasn't as big as uh, the Million Man March, it certainly wasn't as big as we have these abortion issues. It wasn't as big as uh, the Women's March. It wasn't as big as uh, when you have uh, March. Uh, well, uh, what was the other big march we have? Well, C- gun, civil rights march. The gun march control recently. marches are huge. This is. Uh, not all that many people care to this extent. I mean, it was hundreds of thousands over the entire country as opposed to millions and millions. Yeah, Saturday they had these Families Belong Together rallies, like you said, all across the country. And in Maxine Waters' speech here, she said, this was to the president, how dare you? How dare you take the babies from mother's arms? How dare you take the children and send them all across the country into so-called detention centers? Yeah, she never bitched and moaned about the about this issue when Barack Obama was doing it. That is correct. Yeah. I hope you like your margarita's room temperature because there's a movement afoot to abolish ice. Very good. Of course, they mean uh, immigration customs enforcement. They want to get rid of the agency. But it's hard to tell. Are they saying we want to get rid of deportations? Or enforcement, or we simply want to reorganize how the agencies are structured and how the uh, responsibilities are apportioned out across different agencies. Those within the agency and the FBI, there are certain people that want to abolish it. There it is a reorganization. Uh, That's not an issue. But as you read story after story, it's just abolish, abolish, abolish without the let's bring in something else. Because you're right. Uh, Abolish ICE. Deportations just stop. And are we going back to we should have no borders? That philosophy. Uh, Vincente Fox, when he was, uh, I think, uh, post-presidency, said that the line between the United States and Mexico is simply an arbitrary line. It doesn't, the separation doesn't exist. We are all citizens of the same country. It's like going from one state to another. The only... Literally, the only demarcation is you have a sign that says, welcome to Arizona. That's it. There's your line. I think this movement could even get more steam if the if it was more of a restructure ICE 
or reform ICE or something like that. Right. Because people say if you if you were to divide ICE into two separate groups, one that focused on deportations or families coming across the border, that sort of thing, and then you had one that focused on the coyotes and stuff like that, that would be different. Right. Minimum wage has gone up in some L.A. cities, L.A. county cities. Just let me hold my yep. paycheck. L.A., Pasadena, Santa Monica, Malibu, uh, $13.25 per hour with businesses of 26 or more employees. And uh, for those businesses uh, under with 25 or fewer, uh, it's, uh, it's now $12 an hour, which is why on Friday... We had 28 employees at my office, and we fired oh, no. we fired five of them. You know, you're joking, but I wonder if there were any businesses who said, we're going to have to lay people off oh, because yeah. we can't. Oh, there were plenty, and I'm not joking. There were plenty. Uh, certainly places that, um, fast food places, retail places, a lot of places that do, uh, that do pay minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah, it's money. It's real money. Then the issue becomes... Uh, that do you have a livable wage? And I am in. I've always been in favor of a, of a livable a livable wage. I'm the one that I'm going for 15 bucks an hour because I just believe that if you work full time, how is it that you can't eat? I've just never understood that concept ever. Well, and Garcetti started this clear back in 2015, and it was supposed to be this gradual increase. Uh, you know, going up into 2020 when it would be $15 an hour. But is a gradual increase the way to go when you, the cost of living goes up every year as well? I think there's there may be a COLA increase with these wages. That's what the new law is, that it just it goes up. Uh, well, no, actually it doesn't because it kicks up uh, outside of the cost of living. There should be a cost of living. My mother, for example, has her pension and uh, she she worked for the county. There's a cost of living increase. Social Security has a cost of living increase every year. Because you're right. If it if it turns out to be huge in, a huge inflationary year, which we used to have, I mean, during the Carter years, we had 17 percent inflation. It was crazy. How do you how do you possibly live on a fixed pension with something like that happening? Let's take a break. And we'll be back, Jennifer Jones Lee. I don't wanna know, no, no, no. Who's taking you home, 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 home? I'm loving you so, 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 so. The way I used to love you. Handle here on a Monday, July 2. Uh, big stories that we're covering. Uh, LeBron James, we're gonna talk to Petros Papadakis uh, up at 7 o'clock, uh, AM 570, and uh, talk about what the impact LeBron's gonna have. Uh, Canada tariffs kicked off, and uh, there's a new president of Mexico. And uh, how's he going to destroy Mexico in one fell swoop? I'll tell you. Coming up. All right. Let's go back uh, and finish up. Handle on the news. Jennifer Jones Lee, Wayne Resnick, and me. The judge who oversaw the integration of LAUSD has passed away. Paul Egley, he was 97. And uh, this is really amazing to me because after the Civil Rights Act was passed, and Brown v. Board of Education was decided. It wasn't until 1976 that the California Supreme Court ruled that LAUSD had to desegregate its schools. And it was really controversial because there were people, there were kids that would go to a that used to go to a school three blocks away that were put on a bus and would be driven 90 minutes to an inner city school. Because desegregation involved not only allowing minority kids into or busing them into primarily white schools, 
but the other way, too. Desegregation involved all of it. And, boy, let me tell you, there were some really happy camper parents about that one. They changed the constitution of the state to uh, to outlaw at a constitutional level mandatory busing. Yeah, because it was so it was so were. crazy. Two-time award winner Olivia De Havilland has turned 102. Yep, remember Gone with the Wind? Oh, she was Melanie. She was Melanie. Matter of fact, we just watched that a couple of days ago over the weekend. It is such a time suck for you me. Know, if I see is, that on TV, I have to stop and watch it. It is that has not dated. No, one minute Gone with the Wind. There's just some great stories about Gone with the Wind. She's 102 years old. Yep. And uh, she does not live, uh, I think she was a Brit, wasn't she, originally? She, I think she yeah, was parents, born, but Tokyo. she was born, yeah, in Tokyo. To That's British right, to parents. British parents. Yeah. And uh, she uh, has, uh, she's lived in Paris since 1956 and never learned French. Did you know that? No. I just made that up. Oh, okay. No. Oh, no. Well, uh, Governor Brown said Manson follower Leslie Van Houten cannot get paroled, and now a judge has upheld that decision. And that's a technical issue, uh, saying saying about the governor's decision, there is some evidence that she's still a danger. If If there was no evidence, she'd be out on the street. And she was 19, she's now 68, and it's kind of weird because... Yeah, he said he's contradicted himself, and that is uh, certainly the parole board finds that she is no longer a threat and has rehabilitated herself and gone to school, yada, yada. And uh, he uh, said uh, in January, the aggravated nature of the crime alone, because this has to do with the crime itself, uh, alone can provide a valid basis for denying parole, even when there is strong evidence of rehabilitation and no other evidence of current dangerousness. And he said he uh, he denied it because of current dangerousness. Well, but using the heinousness of the I crime as the evidence yes. of current. Basically, Still. there's some things that a person does that, that they can doesn't never come back from. And the Manson murders seem to be one of those things. Hey, guys, we just got word into the KFI newsroom. The FBI says it's arrested a U.S. citizen who tried to help al-Qaeda plan an attack targeting police and members of the military in Cleveland. The attack was planned for the 4th of July parade in Cleveland's downtown area. The guy's accused of trying to scout out a place to park a van packed with explosives. And he's also accused of wanting to give children remote control cars filled with explosives. That's very special. Now, he is, uh, is he an American national? They said arrested a U.S. citizen. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean he's a national. He could be a naturalized uh, American like I am. And everybody's considered, still considers me a foreigner. I get so many letters. Go back to where you came from. Are you serious? Oh, yes. So I'd love to know uh, his name. As soon as he comes out, uh, I'm willing to bet what his name is. Okay. Sounds racist. Absolutely. But I'll see if it pans out. Yes. Uh, This next one is um, odd. A A UCLA professor died during a bondage session at the home of a Hollywood executive. I'm a mummy. I scare people. Wrapped head to toe in plastic wrap and gaffer's tape with small breathing holes at the nose and the mouth. That's very funny, by the way. And it just didn't work out, so he suffocated. 
And see, everybody thinks that's weird. Uh, he's in an, uh, an SNM BND situation, SMB, whatever the hell that is. Uh, BDSM. BDSM. Yes. Uh, bondage and discipline, dominance, submission. Yeah. So uh, there he is. See, here's the problem. You think it's weird. Uh, my argument is why would you quibble with someone else's foreplay? It is none of our business. Did so you, he right. dies. Yeah, he's did, dead. Did you read the line, though? It's like three paragraphs down. The decedent's partner observed that the decedent was not reacting properly. My question is, how are you supposed to re- react during a mum- mummification ritual? I think you're supposed to breathe. <laughs> I'm a I, mummy. Oh, here's, man. Here's a great story. Oh, well, uh, comedian Stuttering John, John Melendez, known mostly for his work with the Howard Stern Show, Managed to get President Trump on the phone. We don't get fooled again. Impersonating Senator Bob Menendez. Right, Bob Menendez. Who happens to be a Democrat. Yep. And was able to get through to the president where they had a fairly He was on Air Force One. Yeah. And he took the call thinking it was uh, (laughs) Senator Menendez. He would be the only one, only president would take a call like this. Well, here's the problem. They say it's Jared's fault because Jared talked to him first and believed that it was the senator. Oh. And he's the one who said, hey, dad-in-law, you know, yeah. take this call. All right. We're done, guys. Uh, let's and by the it. way, just so I say, the Secret Service has spoken to Mr. Stuttering John. Whether he will be in any oh, trouble, be, I don't know. Because he tried and got uh, through the president without a threat? Impersonation, possibly. But impersonation, oh, impersonation of a senator? Yeah. I yeah. Maybe. I don't know. They'll, if they can find any way to mess with him, they will. Yeah. It's, is that as bad as an impersonation of a mummy in a BDSM incident? And that was the death penalty, by the way. Stop. Wow. <laughs> Let's wrap this up. Dude. All right. Now, he did. Oh, man. Okay.